trigger warning for this episode. Self-harm is briefly discussed between the 45 and the 50 minute mark. Everybody and welcome back to Completely Fucking Clueless. My name is Sarah Alice Liddy. And my name is Audrey Jean Flowers. And we both use she, her pronouns. Holler. Another week on the pod. Another day, another slay. <laughs> I'm in a goofy mood now. Before, as I do, I was chanting our theme song and I was just really getting into it. You know, it was more unhinged than usual. Again, I am being a visionary. I am thinking of the crowd that is pumping out to the theme song, too. I'm seeing all the CFC listeners, all like couple hundred of you (laughs) i love it because if you've seen on my instagram i'm following a a trend that i've seen that i'm really liking and i plan on having be my inspiration for this summer is feral girl summer okay i saw that and i have a story about being a feral girl so i thought i had to share it okay amazing and it's honestly it's a story of how a wholesome girl turned into a feral girl (laughs) in just two hours so my friend Liz and I go to the Met this weekend because we wanted to see the new Met exhibit, which I highly suggest the Lexicon in America, the new exhibit. It was so good, so well thought out. It was great. Um, So we're like, oh, we're going to have like a cutie day at the museum. And then I brought her to my favorite Upper East Side restaurant called Uva. We got the gnocchi, which was so good, and Aperol spritzes and lived our lives. And then we're like, okay, like we'll go to a bar or two on that breeze side, just chill. So we go to this first one, which was very cute, but the one across the way had live music. And we were like, all right, we'll stop there after. But then the live music stopped, which was sad. But we still sat there and we tried these drinks called neutral for the first time, which we have to do for drink of the week. It's like a high noon. But honestly, I thought it was so much better. It didn't have like the weird aftertaste that sort of happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. It was great. And I highly suggest this bar on the Upper East Side. It's called Brady's. We got like, I think I got four neutrals. Lids got like four shock boys and it was only $60 for eight. For for Manhattan? Not bad. Right. That's not bad at all. So highly suggest found a new drink out of it. So we're sitting at Brady's for a couple of hours outside enjoying life. And the previous night, my friends and I had went out to dinner and I was kind of like, I'm sort of in the mood to dance, but everybody wasn't feeling that. So I was like, okay, like maybe Saturday. And so we're sitting at Brady's and If you know me, I fucking love the Red Lion. It's a bar in the city. It has live music. They always play Mr. Brightside and all like the stupid frat songs like that. It's just like so much fun. And so I, Liz and I were like, we have to go to Red Lion. Like we have to. And I was like, okay, let's go. And so we go. And when I'm telling you, I have not gotten this drunk in so long. Like, it was bad. So we were at Red Lion from probably like 10, 1030 till like one when the band stops. And we were double fisting all the way because it's a pain in the ass to get back to the bar, especially when you're out on the dance floor. And let me tell you, like, I was just rocking by myself. Like, listen, I were living our best lives. And that's what I love. I love that I'm like at a bar. And I, I mean, I'm in a relationship regardless of that. Like, I wasn't looking for anybody else's validation. Like, I feel like part of the reason I hated going out, like, 
back in college sometimes was it was always like who am I going to hook up with? Like, will I meet someone tonight? Will I find the love of my life? But now I'm just like rocking and rolling by myself and I don't give a fuck. You know, you know how you're going to find the love of your life at the at either the frat Elon party. frat party or the Elon <laughs> music theater parties. <laughs> Definitely where I'm going to fall in love, you know, with the small department of all the people that I already know and I have class with every single day. I know. going to find the love of my life there. Yeah, but you do you I ever feel I that do. pressure like when you go out and you're single and it's like, Am I am I going to meet someone tonight? Am I not? Like, oh, I kind of want to look cute just in case I meet someone. But I'm also like, if someone came up to me, I'd be like, you stranger danger. True, true. But I think back in my single days, like if someone came out to me, came up to me and wanted to make out, like I would do it. I, I really feel like I only did that freshman year in frats. And then they would be like, do you want to come home? And I was like, I have 8 a.m. ballet tomorrow. <laughs> Imagine you go and you like wake them up in the morning and you're like putting on your tights and Leo. But like, honestly, how would you transfer that to the boy's house? Like, well, also, yeah, this was also on house. Saturdays. So like there was an 8 a.m. ballet the next day. I didn't I didn't have class the next day. I was just like when I'm drunk, like I just want to like kiss someone a little bit and then go to exactly, bed. Exactly. Exactly. So then we leave the Red Lion and Liz like meets this couple out on the street. Mind you, they're not a couple. They met in the bar and they're going to go fuck. Um, and and. <laughs> Like Liz is like it was so funny. She took pictures with him on my phone, and, I, and then she took pictures of me like talking to this girl. And I'm trying to give her advice about this like hookup, and I'm like, I, you have no idea. I'm the wrong girl to ask. But then we end up meeting a friend of ours that's like at this nightclub for a birthday party that we didn't know the person, and the friend that we were meeting didn't know the person. Good. So we were like, yeah, we're here for so and so's birthday. And they're like, oh yeah, go in there. And oh my god, I. I remember get like getting in the Uber. I remember certain points of the Uber, but definitely browned out. I got to my partner's house at 4 a.m. I rang the doorbell, Audrey, and their parents woke up. I felt so bad. They woke up their parents? I know. I felt so bad. Like, again, I was just so drunk. And so when they weren't answering the phone because their parents will go out of town often, I just, like, rang the doorbell. And Olivia last night was saying, like, oh yeah, like my parents like asked about like why the heck you were ringing the doorbell at 4am. I was like, oh my God. And Olivia goes, oh, I don't worry. I explained it away. I was like, okay, great, great. No problem. And Olivia, and Olivia goes, yeah, I told them you were wasted. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. There's no other explanation to give besides I know, that. I know. <laughs> I felt really bad. But yes, it was like wholesome girl turned feral girl so fast. And I had not gotten that feral in a really long time. Let me tell you the next day, I was so nauseous. I, I couldn't eat. Like I couldn't eat. I, I was mean, so nauseous. I saw that coming for you because I woke up that next morning, like and like not like crazy oh, early, but like yes. at eight, and I had a voice memo from Sarah that I wish I had saved it because it was just so funny. Oh shit! It's you and Liz, very drunk, and you being so. We were like possibly going to be like shooting some yes. stuff that day, and you were like, "So I don't think I'm gonna make it tomorrow." <laughs> and I think that's okay because like we're young and we got to do this. And then you like turn to Liz and you're like, we got to do this. Right. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, like kind of the end of the message just didn't really make yeah, sense. It was just like, so I'm going to have fun to be young. And I was like, <laughs> like me at 8 a.m. I was like, she's going to be in so much pain this morning, but I'm so glad she had fun. I was in so much pain. <laughs> I was in pain. I slept until like 3 p.m. <laughs> so, RSD card. 
It just stopped recording. It said it was full. I didn't see the message. So we're gonna... (laughs) We're just picking it up from here, y'all. Again, feral girl summer. Audrey (laughs) is TikTok famous, everyone. I'm not TikTok famous. I had one video that has done very well. How? What is that video at count wise right now? Views. Uh, Should I go look it up? Hold on. I'm going to look it up. It's about like me trying self tanner uh, and people apparently found it very funny. I Because I think it is relatable. Self tanner is intimidating. I'm a pasty little bitch. So I was like, what's it like? I don't know if I like how I look tan. Still not sure on that. I uh, no, I think I liked the tan on you. Part of it was I literally did like my face a little bit and then one arm. So it was also kind of hard to tell. Yeah. <laughs> it's at 600, like 30 K view. I can't, I, I, I can't do math very well. 600,000. Thank you. Thank you. I, I know. K means thousand. I don't know how to pronounce numbers like that. Sometimes I'm like, how do I pronounce this? K means thousand. <laughs> I mean, I know what K means, but like I, you know, when you're trying to say it yes. in the thousand. Oh, I always ignore the decimal points. I'm like, nah, that's yeah, too much. But I'm very excited to see your self tanning journey on TikTok. Yes, my next plan is a bunch of people recommended good ones for pasty pale little bitches. So I'm gonna go <laughs> and buy. I think the top four, and then I want to be able to compare them. So I'm gonna put like. One type on one arm, one on another arm, one on one leg, and one on the other leg. So I can compare them. And I'm going to look stupid, I presume. But it'll be fun. (laughs) No, I think it will be fun. And I'm very excited to see the Rex because I do want to try self-tanner, even though I'm, like, so worried about the maintenance of it all. Yeah, that I would say. I don't think maybe i'll end up super liking it but i i haven't gotten my hair cut in like almost a year and a half like i and as you guys remember from me not getting my nails done for three and a half months not great with things that require maintenance and time so hopefully i don't like it i know it'll be interesting i'm i'm interested to see because i've also seen where a lot of people will have like a service come to their house and do their like spray tan for them i I, like they literally build a little tent in your apartment and like spray you i have a friend who has gotten spray tans and she's really liked them previously i feel like i would be if i was to do it i think i'd be more likely to use like where you can do it at home because again like scheduling timing like nah that's too much i have noticed my legs in photos have been looking really pale so maybe i should hop on the train yeah you know uh maybe we both go and get spray tans before we're we're going up to my house for the fourth of july <gasps> oh so maybe... that's such a good idea we should get spray tans oh my, oh my, my whole gosh. family would laugh at me so much we should i'm honestly so excited for that trip me too yeah we're going up to massachusetts to audrey's um family's house there for the fourth <laughs> my parents house parents house i was like i know we're going to somebody's house in your family don't know who it's, it's my parents we're staying at my parents house yeah uh, there's a whole group of us and my mom was like so you guys are going to need to fit into what is like my bedroom again they just moved into a new house that's like not the house i grew up in so like it's my bedroom but not really my bedroom yeah um so and the house is still kind of under construction like not it's livable but like not a hundred percent finished and she's like so you guys are just gonna need to make work between like your room and whatever state your sister's room is in (laughs) and I know my sister's room has been used as basically like just like the construction zone where there's just like everything is just left there so there's actually quite a big group ish coming not everyone's coming for Nestle the whole time but We've got two of our friends, Steph and Travis. Sarah's obviously coming. Sarah's partner, Olivia, is going to come up for 
an undetermined yeah. amount of time because they have a family has a house nearby. Yeah, depending on like how like yes. I could always sleep there too to offer more oh, no. space. To We're the gonna peeps. make it work. <laughs> to um, the peeps. But then my friend Julia is coming and she's gonna be. Sarah and I are going up a couple days early to go and shoot stuff. Um, and oh my god, Julia, is Julia gonna be our assistant? She's gonna be our assistant. Yes, I um, love when we love. I love having an assistant come on our content yeah. days. So she's gonna be our little assistant. Um, <laughs> little assistant. She's older than I think. She might not be older than you. God. Pretty old. 24. Julie's also 24. I'm just struggling to remember which one he goes first. Regardless. And then my friend Zan and her boyfriend Hoke are also coming. But they're not coming for the whole time because they're also from Massachusetts. There you go. Um, So it's going to be... It's going to be two couples. It's going to be a party. Um, but I'm I'm so excited. The The fourth is really fun up there. And I'm excited to just like swim in the ocean and... Ugh drink alcohol that i haven't had to pay for oh <laughs> double oh <laughs> my favorite price free. free i know i feel like the fourth like growing up like in high school and stuff my like friends would always hang out with my ex's friends mm. and so i just feel like there was almost always so much like what are we gonna do on the fourth like trying to almost like new year's in a way you're trying to hype oh, it God. up and like figure it out so i feel like so blessed to have like an actual plan this year where i'm like i can just like sit back and relax and have a good time i'm like not really into the like my family doesn't really go any level of hard with like the patriotism of the holiday no. we more so like the like like they do a big fireworks like i i'm from a coastal town so like they they do a big fireworks display and like we would get sparklers when i was kids and honestly the biggest thing is like my family will always go out like on the ocean during the daytime and we'll swim and drink right. and then we'll go in we'll shower then we go back out on the ocean we watch the fireworks and we drink more and it's just like a very fun like always outdoor day that's just it's really fun and my whole family goes out oh it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of us i'm so excited what a bar it's gonna be a party you see like that's what i love it's like it's like being around people you love like having a good yes. time the water my alcohol. mom's college friends are also gonna be there college friends wow we're, we're and gonna we have always a time. get party lori when her college friends oh, are around so i'm excited yeah. it'll be a time and obviously we'll update y'all on how that oh, adventure yeah. goes so, yeah. and maybe we'll have a spray tan <laughs> oh gosh anyways how was your week it was good um I, I, I hung out with some friends in Astoria Park and it was very like wholesome and lovely. And we like hung out in the shade under a tree because I'm a pacey little bitch who burns. <laughs> um, I brought so much sunscreen. I was like, mom, I was like, everyone sunscreen. put on your sunscreen. That's such a good, that's a good idea. Cause I was literally out in the sun on Saturday for like a little bit when we were walking around the uh, Upper East Side and Alyssa was like, I think you're starting to burn. Yeah. No, I, it's immediately clear when I'm burning. And then we like walked around and we got dinner. It was just like very like lovely and wholesome. And I just like got to catch up with a friend who lives really close, but I just hadn't seen her because life has been crazy. And it's just like, it's, I've really been trying to like the, the themes for this week for me with like, you know, having a rougher like couple of weeks leading up, like I spoke about last week is my themes were just kind of like. A, trying to really not get angry with myself because I tend to get really frustrated and angry with myself, which doesn't help yeah. when times are harder. It just makes things spiral further. And also just like making compromises and like if I can't do A, then then try and do B. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think that's how like dealing like with yourself should always be. 
you know i feel like again we put so much pressure on ourselves to be like the most perfect version of ourselves but like that's just unrealistic like we're all gonna have our days we're all gonna have our moments and you just gotta give yourself grace roll with the punches baby yeah holla back girl (laughs) don i hate it what both of us just said (laughs) what about you how was your week pretty good yeah we haven't seen each other in like four days so i'm like wow that's long for us it is long for us it really is so (laughs) we usually see each other like every two days yeah it's been good yeah just been hanging with my partner olivia a lot because um what's it called they have a new job and so what that job has different hours like they work evening shifts like wednesday through saturday so it's just an adjustment but you know what we're adjusting and I'm just so happy it's June because my part-time babysitting job is almost ending for the year. And that's like the nice part of it is like I kind of get these two months in the summer to like explore more content creation, focus on the pod. So yeah, I'm just kind of gearing up for summer. Amazing. I know. I'm so excited. Yeah. Clueless moments of the week. What are yours? Do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. So... I said I will mention the one that I had on the poor deleted footage. My brother's it's not even deleted; it just was never recorded. Never recorded. They missed all our greatness. It was just Sarah and I having a conversation, cosplaying. How sweet! Podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> um, my brothers are coming home because they're both in school, and my middle brother Stephen, he usually will stay in Arizona, but I guess that's not the case this this time around. So I'm a little nervous and uncertain as to how it will be in my house because all five of my family members, my brothers, me and my parents, we have not all lived in the same area. I mean, house in the longest time. So I'm just like so curious to see how this dynamic pans out. I'm nervous for everything because I am really a person that when I need to be alone I need to be alone um my brothers love to scream at their their tvs playing video games at Mm. really unreasonable hours so we'll see how this goes good luck yeah it should be interesting (laughs) but like something that ended up coming into my head um was I was listening to the what we said podcast they did like a swap with the Uh, pretty basic girls and I was listening to Chelsea who was one of the hosts of what we said was talking about you know um, her journey like with her identity was so wrapped up in working out and whatever and she realized that a lot of that was coming from her you know disordered eating and stuff like that and she was sort of talking about how for so long that was her identity and then she had to have this long period of time where she just totally threw it all out the window and now has come back to a medium. And a part of me is wondering if that's the journey I'm on with theater. Yeah. I listened to it and I was like, wait. And, and she was kind of talking about how she really feels like sometimes with things like that, you kind of have to just like throw it away for a while. And then you're able to come back in a healed state to it. And if had time away because they're also Mormon. And so they were talking about how that, how their journey with the religion has been like as kids, they were so involved. And then they've had some times where they're so not involved. And now 
they're stepping into like what is my relationship with it now so I've been thinking and wondering if that's kind of the journey I'm on with theater yeah if that you know it was my identity since I was seven years old and now I'm, I'm having this moment where I just need to completely toss it out the window and I, I'll get to come back to it at, at a at a more balanced state yeah, you need to figure out who you are outside of it. Yeah, I think that's important. And yeah, I think just listening to it reminded me how important it is to discover different parts of ourselves. So that wasn't clueless, but I'm also curious if that's my journey. So I am clueless. Yeah. There there you fucking go. I'm clueless. Okay. <laughs> what are your clueless moments? Okay. So as we know, if you're a, a listener of this pod, I went on a date. Ah. An amount of time ago. <laughs> Audrey's I dating know. journey. I, I, it's like a segment. Audrey's dating journal. <laughs> Never doing well. Slash most of the time, fully non-existent. But regardless. So went on the state. Fun. Texted some. And then it would now be like this past Friday. He reached out to me about making plans for a second date. Okay. And he was like, would you want to do something this weekend? I was like, sure. And turns out that our schedules were just completely opposite for the weekend. And I was like, okay, what about something during the week? And he was like, that would be great. And I was like, when works for you for this week? And he's like, I'm kind of free, like whatever date. So like, what works for you? And I was like, Monday, Tuesday work for me. And then I never heard anything back. Just gave the biggest eye roll ever. <laughs> um, so that was last Friday. So it's now been almost a week. And I felt I had decided that I was like, no, I'm not replying. And then I brought it up to like my, it somehow came up to my two friends. I didn't even intentionally bring it up. And they were like, oh, just like text them again. Be like, hey, just wanted to check in. And I recognize that a lot of this is coming from like my pride and ego of not wanting to go and text. But I'm also like, I feel torn between like, I've definitely missed texts and had them get lost before. But I'm also like, it's been like a week. Like if you don't even care enough to text, I don't want to date someone who like is not even going to text me back. Right. Like if you're, but then my friends were like, you liked you enough to go and like reach out about having a second date. Right. Like he might've just, so I'm debating. I'd fully, I was like a hundred percent. I was like, I'm just not texting him back and we're just never going to speak again. My friends were like, no, just, just send him another text. So We'll see. I think it's hard because I get it. Like, I think everybody wants to feel chased or feel wanted. And so it's like, text me, like, come on. But then also I get the like, you know, just shoot your shot. And the worst thing is that he doesn't answer. And then unfortunately, I get it. You have to go to the dating apps again. But, you know, part of it is also now I'm putting this documented recording on a podcast meaning like if I do decide to text him and then I just continue not get a reply embarrassing also told him about this podcast really hope he hasn't slash doesn't slash will not listen <laughs> it's okay I feel like we will all support you in this journey no matter what the outcome I know I know it just ugh. I hate dating it's terrible I hate it so much and that's so we'll the see. I had been fully just, I was like, no way am I texting him again. And then Sarah, when we recorded the initial time, she was like, I probably would have texted him back, you know, out of just lack of self-control. I have a lack of self-control. Yeah. I have I very little self-control, but I think, I don't know. I think my pride might be winning in this one. So we d we're going to do like a little poll in the Spotify yes. episode and on Instagram of whether or not you guys would text him back because I'm curious. <sighs> yeah. I want to know what the audience thinks as far as like, 
texting people back how many times to text back oh maybe we should do like a little poll series on on all of this kind of stuff and talk about it i'm just like it's been almost a week like if someone if i hadn't gotten reply back from someone in a week i would go and check the message to be like make sure i didn't miss something yeah and then if i saw that i missed something i would reply so Ugh. i'm just like it's the games of dating i just that's the thing i don't <laughs> i don't like it well maybe uh, if you text them back and you guys get to go on another date maybe you'll be a, like you got to talk a lot more and maybe the game will go away i just i don't know i my i i don't i don't know if it's just my pride and my ego but like i already texted you hey that's true that's true i don't know like this is a double-edged sword because again i would be lack of self-control i would text but also i get the feeling of wanting to be wanted and that's the team. That's the thing. I don't want to date someone who doesn't care enough to text me back. Yeah. I say this as we've been on one date. <laughs> so I yeah. love that. I hate everything, um, particularly dating. And let me know what you would do. And I hate this. <laughs> dating is miserable. It is. It is. We have an incredible guest coming on the podcast today for our Pride Month podcast. Extravaganza. Extravaganza. That's the perfect word. Extravaganza. It was really important to us this month that we bring on queer creators, queer people, queer. Yeah, queer people. I just said that. It the gays. The gays to uh, talk about being gay, sexuality, gender, all the things because we love trying to get more representation out there, you know? And we love the gays. We really do. So without further ado, I am so excited to introduce our guest today, Kelly Rebinar. You may know her on TikTok as like the femme lesbian. That's not her name. That's just how I've come to define her. <laughs> That's also how I refer to her most of the time. Yes. Um, Kelly is a very big TikTok creator with over 250,000 followers and most of her content content is about being a femme lesbian we are two femme queer women and we with saw her page and was like we need to have her on because we relate so much to her content and the things that she talks about and we hope that y'all can connect to what she has to say as well without further ado here is our conversation with kelly rebinar when did you like start getting into tiktok the tiktok world so basically tiktok it's so weird i it was during like the initial lockdown um, when we were like shut down completely for like, what was it, like three months or whatever. Yeah. And just like I had just moved back home with my parents for a couple months. Like I was in between apartments and everyone was on TikTok. So I was bored. I just like started posting just like really random stuff. Um, and that's kind of when I started like getting on the app more and like using it and like learning what it even was. So Yeah. Had you always like been into social media stuff or, or had you gone to college prior? I went to college for like one semester was not for me. <laughs> so I immediately came home and started working. Um, I'm actually a hairstylist. So I've been doing hair like ever since I graduated high school. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But I've always kind of been into social media. Um, I remember like when Instagram first came out, I was just like so obsessed with like making it like just the aesthetic of it and like yeah. making my page look cute and like I was that person who would just like post whatever and people were like you're so annoying and I'm like I don't care like I just want to like <laughs> the pictures and like post them I'm like 
So yeah, I've always really loved social media. So then when TikTok came about, I was just like, all right, I'm just going to get on here and like have some fun. Like whatever. It, I know. It's so funny to talk to your friends because we're all on just such radically different yes. versions of TikTok. I know. And I get exactly. so confused. They'll bring something up to me and I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And I'm like, have you seen that one? And they're like, no. And I'm like, great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what TikTok are you on? I'm on like... Mine is so weird. Like babies for some reason. Oh, we are the same. Okay. And I don't even want kids. I'm like, I don't know why I'm like on baby TikTok. A lot of babies and then just like a lot of just like gay stuff. I'm like, yeah, makes no sense. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Something is just, it's just so cute and like satisfying. It's so funny. Had you ever thought of like putting stuff about being a hairstylist on TikTok or were you from the beginning more just interested in talking about like sexuality, being gay and stuff like that? No, I was just posting like really random stuff. Like, like you said, like dances. I was like, oh, here, yeah. I have to be a dancer. And I posted <laughs> one thing about like my sexuality and like being feminine and it really just like did well. So I was like, oh, like I'm going to like lean into this. And ever since that, like, that's really is the majority of what I post just because I built an audience off of being like this femme lesbian and, you know, posting like relatable content about that. So no, I guess, but lately I have been leaning into like some hair aspects. That's awesome. Well, you always have really great hair in your videos. Yeah. Now it makes sense. sense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I really just do like majority of my client is just like blonde. So I just like go to work and like foil people's hair all day. So like styling, I'm like, don't come. People are like, oh, you're a hairstylist. Like give me an updo. I'm like, no, I refuse. (laughs) Not good at it. How has it been like managing working like a job and also doing everything that you're doing on TikTok? Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a lot. I feel like I'm constantly working. I'm sure you guys can relate to that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm full-time hairstylist. I work about four days a week. And then I feel like when I'm not there, I'm just on my phone working, doing content, you know, having calls and all of that stuff. So I just recently signed with a new agency, which is really exciting. And Congratulations. They, awesome. Thank you. They have <laughs> taken like a ton of the workload off. So that's been super nice. But Yeah, it's so funny working in social media because it's, I just feel like I'm working 24-7 because I'm always on my phone. I'm always scrolling through Instagram and like, you can try and make it that disconnect where you're just like consuming the content, but it's always like your brain's going like, oh, I should make that. I should make that. So it's definitely a lot, but I enjoy both so much that I'm just like having so much fun with it. Yeah. Well, your audience is like you have such an impactful way of posting because your audience is mostly queer, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so how has that been for you sort of rising up in the TikTok world, being known as like the femme lesbian? I mean, that's what I know you as. I was like, when I was reaching out to Audrey about like getting different people about on for this for Pride Month, I was like, wait, there is this girl that we relate to so much because we are very femme queer women and I was like it would be so cool to talk to her so how has that been for you posting about such like impactful stuff yeah I mean that makes me happy I like love to be known as like the femme lesbian I (laughs) like it just it feels so important to me and it's like something that I want to talk about because I always wish like growing up that I had more representation um yeah because I just never saw anyone who was really feminine and really like out and proud and queer and I 
think that once I posted something that like resonated with people, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like I have this opportunity to, you know, be that representation that I didn't have growing up. So I am, I'm obsessed with it. I love it. I love when people like can relate to things. I love when people reach out and DM me and it's just like so nice connecting with people and like sharing like stories because I just feel like being queer, like we all relate at like little points and it's just so nice like to have other people to like relate with. A hundred percent. I I feel that. I feel like when I came across your page, being more feminine and girly has been such a tough thing for me in my sexuality journey because there are these, you know, stereotypes and they're not helpful. And coming across your content, I was like, oh my gosh, there are other people out there who are feminine and still queer. Because the only person that I really could relate to a little bit growing up was, I'm not sure if you watch Pretty Little Liars, but Shay Mitchell's character. Yes, 100%. I feel like she's (laughs) like the only person that I could think of that like I was able to relate to. Literally, I agree. That was like the only person. But otherwise, I mean, one person is not enough. I know, definitely. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I love to hear that it like resonates with people because yeah, I just never had that representation. And I always thought that, you know, to be queer, you had to look a certain way. And now I just always try to drive that home that like sexuality and your appearance do not go hand in hand. Like there is nothing in common with those things. You can be super gay and super girly. Like, it's fine. Right. Have, do you feel like you've ever, because I know that sometimes I feel this way or felt like this at the start of my journey, when people say that to you, do you ever have, like, moments where you feel like you're, like, questioning yourself or, like, trying to, like, be, like, how can I, like, uh, I'm trying to word yeah. this right. How do you feel like that meshes with your identity as a queer woman? Right. I No, I totally understand what you're saying. When I was still struggling to, like, come to terms with my sexuality, like, with myself, and, you know, like, even when I would come out, it was, you know, you're still in that phase where you're, like, coming out, but it's nerve-wracking, it's still new to you, and, like, to have people look at you and be like, like, that doesn't make sense, like, you don't look this way, or you don't dress this way, or, like, you're really girly, like, like, it definitely was, like, detrimental to myself and made me question myself and my sexuality, like, way more than I should have, Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that you know, feminine people really have to like deal with when they're coming to terms with their sexuality. So it, it was a little bit detrimental and made coming out a little bit harder. Yeah. Speaking of your coming out story, would you mind sharing yours if you yeah, have I would one? I love to. I mean, I feel like mine's not super exciting. Um, like I said, I went to college for a semester and that's kind of where I realized like really came to terms with my sexuality you know, I got to break away from like high school and I was just in college because it's what I felt like I had to do. And I was, you know, there and I kind of was just like constantly watching like YouTube YouTubers who were gay and like was watching like all these like shows that were kind of gay. And I think I just sat there one day and I was like, okay, like, why are you watching all this stuff? <laughs> I was like, let's figure this out. Like what's going on? And that's kind of when I came to terms with it. So I ended up going home and I remember I was just like sitting at the table with my mom and we were just hanging out and my dad came in and you know I was struggling with my mental health a lot especially with dealing with my sexuality and so they were kind of there for me I went back with my parents and my dad just kind of walked in and he was like like I have a question he's like are you gay and I was like oh I was like what like 
out of nowhere, like would never expect my dad to like ask that. And I think I just looked at him and I was like, I don't know. (laughs) And like, didn't say no, but didn't say yes. And he was like, okay, talk to your mom and like walked outside. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) it was super random. And then from there, I like, actually, what's funny is the reason that he asked me is my older brother is gay and he had just come out a few days before. So that's why I was like, so I think that some stuff was like adding up with me and my brother and he was just like all right here we go that's so interesting I feel like parents always know I had a very similar experience with my mother yeah um and it's so crazy like the parental intuition and it's so funny how they kind of just know or have some sort of sense right yeah I would have never expected that so it was really funny and then after that I kind of just like I don't know. I didn't really do the whole coming out thing. I I told like um, my sister and like one of my really closest friends. And then after that, I was like, all right, just figure it out for yourself. Like, I don't feel like I need to sit down and do this whole thing. Like, this is who I am, like, whatever. And I knew that my parents would like spread it around the family. So I'm like, I'm good. I'm not going (laughs) to do this whole thing. It's exhausting to have to constantly come out and re-explain it to everyone. I was like, okay, do I need to... Yeah, it's just like learning the whole process of coming. I was like, do I need to sit down with everybody? And I I kind of just, you know, personally for me was like comfortable with just like people kind of just figuring it out on their own. And if they asked me, right. I would say yes. <laughs> there you go. I know. I think that's one of the hardest things for me sometimes is, you know, constantly being like, when people ask, I'm like, yes. And then like, personally, I'm bisexual, but my partner mm-hmm. is non-binary, um, okay. but like presents as female. And so then people are like, so then what do you prefer? And I'm like, I really freaking hate that question. I'm like, can I, we yes. not answer it? Like, come on. I don't prefer anything. It's, this is who I am. Like, I know. You. I'm like, can you not? <laughs> right. I know. It's all those but, awkward conversations of like, it yeah, is. I, that's what I wanted to avoid. And I did. <laughs> so you did most of the time. Do you feel like you have any like tips for getting through those awkward conversations for people who are coming out? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, it's always going to be nerve wracking. The few people that I did come out to, like, even though I felt really confident, I was like shaking and nervous because you just never know like right. how people will react. And it's, you know you're basically letting in to like the true, like your true self and like who you are as a person that you've like spent so many years of your life coming to, coming to terms with. So I think just like being confident in, in yourself and, you know, knowing that like, this is who you are and the only people you need in your life are the people who are going to support you and love you for exactly who you are and not question that. So just like remind yourself that when you're going to like come out to whoever you need to come out to and, you know, just if anyone has a negative reaction, of course, it's going to be hard. But like, chances are like, they're either will come around or they're not somebody that you need in your life. So yeah, that's so well put. So well put. (laughs) When you were in the questioning stage of everything, how were you feeling mentally at that time in your life? Like, what were you going through? Was it struggling? Or were you sort of like, one day, you know, when you were watching all that stuff, it came into your head, and you were like, I'm gay, and that's okay. And I'm ready to go forward. (laughs) You know, I feel like it was kind of this like, slow build of like, me realizing. And it's kind of that thing everyone says a lot is like, I always sort of knew, like, I look back at things I did when I was younger. And I was like, you were really gay. 
but um, <laughs> wait, can you expand on that? Are there certain moments that you that come into your brain? Yeah, I just feel like you know, I was just like the main like I never wanted a boyfriend. I was like, I'm just so like independent, you know, like I just don't interest, <laughs> you know, I just don't want a boyfriend, and yeah. like. One time I had a boyfriend for, I think I had a boyfriend for 24 hours and I cried on the couch to my mom and I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I just don't want a boyfriend. And I remember my mom was like, recently, she was like, remember that time you like cried about having a boyfriend? She was like, I should have known then. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, I should have known then too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was just, like, little things, like, always caring about, like, the female lead in, like, shows and movies, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People asking me, like, who's your celebrity crush? And I'm, like, would have to, like, panic and think of, like, one male celebrity. I'm, like, I can't. Oh, my gosh. That was me. I was always, like, Demi Lovato. I was, like, yeah. I don't have a crush on her, but, like, I'm just, like, obsessed with Demi Lovato. Yeah. And now I look back and I'm, like, the fact that Demi Lovato was the first person that came to my head, like, should have yeah. put something on me. <laughs> I'm like, that's a little questionable. <laughs> but yeah, it was just little things like that where I was just like, all right, this was, like, kind of obvious. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But, yeah, getting back to, like, that time when you were, like, slowly building into coming out, like, yeah, I guess, like, how are you feeling mentally and is there any like tips you can give to people that may be going through that and are really struggling and trying to figure out like, how do I make that step into coming out? Yeah. I mean, I definitely was struggling. I'm someone who's always struggled with anxiety. Um, and so like leaving and going to college, you know, I started like kind of realizing with my sexuality or just maybe not even that, like, I don't think my brain put it together that it was my sexuality, just that like I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, something is off. Like, I, I don't feel like, you know, the girls that I surround myself with. Like, I just have nothing in common with them. Like, I, you know, all this stuff. And, like, it did, you know, I was super depressed during that one semester that I was in college and, you know, spiraling. And, like, it got to the point where I did end up leaving because, you know, my depression just got so bad. And I connected a lot with, you know, coming to terms with my sexuality because it's just such a scary thing. And, it's just such an altering, like, it's just who you are as a person. And you kind of realize that, like, who you were in the past is not you. So it's, I don't know, it's just, it's deep. It's hard. And, like, my advice for anybody, I guess, would just be, like, just, like, don't be so hard on yourself. Like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Like, you'll figure it out. And just, like, take the time that you need. You don't need a label right away. You don't need any of that. Just, like, just connect with yourself and like love yourself and know that you'll figure it out and just be confident and like in yourself. That's kind of my biggest thing. Yeah. Since coming out, how do you feel like your relationship with your sexuality has shifted? Yeah. I mean, I was able to live like freely and be myself. And of course it's like awkward and nerve wracking right in the beginning of coming out. But yeah, I just felt like so free. Like it was just the most freeing experience. And it's always nerve-wracking, like, you know, my first, like, relationship or, like, first person you bring home to your family, like, it's definitely scary, but, like, it's just, like, this weird mix of, like, so scary but so freeing and, like, so exciting. It's just, like, yeah. the, the best feeling. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like I, I've i been out for, like, a little over – no, I've been with Olivia for two years, so – but I still get those, like – because it was during the lockdown, like this is like my first pride out. And it's just like so crazy. I think for the both of us, we're both like, we both get to finally like 
do things that we yes. haven't done before and it's like kind of scary but so like thrilling exactly yes exactly it's scary but yeah. it's so exciting oh your first yeah. pride that's gonna be so fun I know and it's like we're in New York so I feel like this is such like a great place to be I was in the Midwest yeah. last June during pride I was like this is the worst place to be <laughs> you're like I don't think I'm gonna attend I'm gonna find my people here <laughs> like, yeah I moved to New York last year two days after pride so I was deeply sad to have just missed it. Instead, I was packing up my entire life in Marblehead, Massachusetts. Oh, so gosh, yeah. equally fun things. Right, exactly. Yes. No, that's so exciting. How was Pride um, out in Texas? Honestly, Houston Pride is really fun. It's, I've just read that it's one of the biggest Prides, but I don't know if that's true. Oh. Don't take my word for it. Oh my but um, <laughs> That's awesome. It's super fun. Like I said, like it's so brutally hot here that that is the only thing that I complain yes. about is like being outside all day, like crowded and packed with all these people and it's like 105 degrees, but it's super fun. It's always like, I remember my fir first pride was obviously here and oh, it's just the best feeling, like especially your first ever pride to just like be surrounded by people who are just so free and just so like open and just so like loving it's just so pride is always a good time it's just so fun yeah how has your pride month been so far like do you have a lot of things going on this month as far as like events connecting with people yeah i'll be at houston pride for sure um we have a couple events that weekend and then i just love pride month just like on social media because i just feel like there's so like just like the love that you feel on your feed like all month long is just the best thing ever um yeah yeah, so a lot of work there with, like, you know, brand content and stuff like that. Um, so it's definitely going to be a busy, crazy month. I'm already, like, going crazy, but it's all good things, so it's very exciting. Yeah, I love Pride Month. That's so exciting. When you feel like you get busy with all the stuff that you have going on, like, how do you kind of center yourself or any things that you do to help yourself get through these, like, stressful, busy times? Yeah, I feel like I say this all the time on my Instagram stories, but, like, Making lists is like my favorite thing in the world because I yeah. just feel so in control, especially when I struggle with like my anxiety and stuff like that. I like feel so like out of control. So like making lists like of like, I have like 10 different calendars. I'm like, this is the monthly calendar of just like social events. And this one's like content and this one's like work. And I'm like, just like writing everything down is so helpful in like stressful, like busy months. <laughs> I used to be a huge planner girl. Like I had stickers, I had sparkly pens. I had the love whole it. shebang. Yeah. I loved it. Now I don't have the time for that. But in high right. school, in academic classes, when I was bored, that planner was beautiful. Oh, I love that for you. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. I remember that planner. She was beautiful. <laughs> I still That's have her so somewhere. She was so I pretty. I didn't it. want to throw her out. Yes. I haven't been able to do the whole planner thing. I don't know why that's harder to me than just like writing it on like a little like dry erase board I know part of it for me was that like I very much felt I wanted it to look beautiful and pretty like yeah. it's not erasable so then like you end up putting so much more effort into making it look good that like yes. it causes more stress which is why I don't use it anymore I now just have like a notebook type thing. right oh, yeah my messy notebook where I just like scribble exactly. <laughs> yes. it makes sense yeah but on your TikTok as I was scrolling and also you had a couple of YouTube videos that I checked out with your yeah. partner um I saw that you t talk a lot about self-love can you start at the beginning where that kind of realization for you came like self-love is very important in me and my journey 
Yeah, for sure. So I keep referencing back to like when I was in that one semester of college, but that was like a super pivotal time for me, just like coming to terms with like my sexuality and who I really was. And um, like I said, I was struggling with depression a lot and like just my anxiety and all of this stuff. So I remember seeing, and I can't remember where I saw it, but I think I was just scrolling on some social media and somebody had quoted and said like, love yourself first. And it really like got me thinking. And I, I just, I remember sitting at my desk in my dorm and was just like, that's like, it just meant a lot to me. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm lacking. Like I'm so negative on myself and I'm so like, I'm like hating all of these things that I like that I am. And I'm like, okay, let's start with like picking apart the pieces that I like really love. And I like sat down and, you know, I was like, it's it's so hard to do. We're so hard on ourselves, but I was just like, really, you know, I love this about me and I love this. And like, I can love my sexuality. Like once I like, you know, figure everything out and yeah. So I was not to get too deep, but I was self-harming in that time. So mm-hmm. I told myself that I actually have a tattoo that says love yourself first. And I was like, I'm going to go get this tattooed on me and I'm going to stop self-harming. I was like, that'll be it. Like once I get this tattoo, I'm done, like whatever. And I did, I got the tattoo. I never self-harmed again. I ended up going home like a week after and just like really like figuring out like everything that I wanted to do and I wanted to be. And it just like really got me through that hard time. So it's something that I've really held on to. And I just feel like when you love yourself enough, anything negative in your life, you're going to catch it quicker. And you just like know that it's not good for you. Yeah. And I, don't know. I just hold on to that. I love it. Yeah. No, I loved, I, cause I had seen it in your bio yeah. and then sort of finding some of the content about why it's so special to you, but in yeah. hearing it in depth, that's such a great story. Yeah. Um, and in that time when you were coming, you know, you decided to leave college and, um, go back home and you were figuring things out for yourself like during that time what did you sort of figure out about yourself and come to terms with and make an action to move forward with yeah just kind of like all aspects of my life like you know it's that stressful time where like everyone you know is in college so like why is it not working out for me and like job wise what I wanted to do and then obviously my sexuality was like a big one so just kind of like you know sitting down and like stopping you know, I didn't want to let life just, like, keep going without realizing, like, okay, I need, like, to know, like, obviously, you don't have to have it all figured out, but it just helped me to, like, figure out, like, you know, a path that I wanted to take career-wise, and just really, like, mainly, I would say it was my sexuality, because I feel like once I was, like, so, like, you know, confident in who I was, and that, like, I did identify with being a lesbian, and all of that stuff like I really just saw my life shift and like I started living like my true like authentic self and like just such a great to, just such a good feeling to like start living like exactly who you are and you know right. I had to come to terms with like I wasn't necessarily living like a lie but I wasn't living like my most authentic self and that's such a big shift to just like it just felt like a complete start over which yeah was what I needed and it was it was amazing I feel you. I feel you. I had, you know, my first kiss was back when I was 12 and it was with a girl. And then I had some other experience and pushed it down for a really long time. And I remember during the pandemic when I finally decided to come out and I was like, 
this is me like there is that breath of fresh air that like now you are living a life like so much more authentically you than you ever were before a hundred percent yeah it's just such a good feeling it is it's crazy when you were struggling with your sexuality what were you going through at that time were you like I don't want to be this way or like you know what were you thinking yeah you just have so many like thoughts that pop into your head when you're figuring it all out and I think my hardest thing was like how can I be sure like how you know like and just like labels stressed me out so much like I was you know like well I don't know like what if there's like a one percent chance that I like a guy like I could find like you know whatever and it's just like all this going back and forth in your head of like just like figuring out exactly like and just being like sure enough to the point where I felt ready to come out and I think that was what it was is because it scared me to like to want to come out but to not know for sure and be super confident in myself so I think that's what I was kind of you know taking time to figure like figure out taking lots of like am I gay quizzes online <laughs> that was like my first time <laughs> the amount of am I gay quizzes that I took is like not good <laughs> oh my I god I took the what is it the Kinsley scale so many times yeah. in high school that's so funny so many times well oh, I'm like okay the fact that I'm taking this quiz for the 10th time like let's <laughs> There's your answer. You are oh I love that. Like that's how humans work. Like because right? that like reminds me of like myself in so many ways or situations I've heard. And yeah. it's like your brain and I get you with anxiety. I deal with the same stuff, but your brain just keeps you spiraling in this hole. Yes. But like if you keep going back to the quiz 10 times or for me, Demi Lovato a bunch of times, like exactly, it's there. Yeah. It was just like this thing yeah. of like, okay, I know in my head, like that a hundred percent, I am definitely gay. But like having that validation yeah. of like the quiz, like just to be like, yeah, yeah, you are. Like I needed somebody else to tell me and like this quiz really like, it told me 10 times. I feel that. Yeah. How, and so obviously you found it within the quiz, but you know, since coming out and you know, having those moments of feeling like unsure, how have you like really stood confident in your sexuality? Yeah, I mean, just like, I guess just like, being just like trusting myself I guess I think that was my biggest thing that I was lacking was just like this trust in myself so you know I did the whole coming out thing and I labeled myself as a lesbian and you know first I thought maybe I'm bi and then I labeled myself as pansexual and then I really came to terms with being a lesbian and that was the label that felt right to me but I think as I've grown like in my sexuality I've just realized that like labels can just they can be super helpful but they can also be super toxic and like yeah I think it's important to just just trust yourself and just like have these experiences that you need to have and not worry so much about like you know this is the box that I need to fit into like I think that's a big part about the LGBTQ community is just like you can be whoever you want to be so like why are we putting ourselves in these like so I think labels really is something that I struggled with but as I've grown in my sexuality I've realized that like yeah just like it's not that serious like Right. You'll figure it out. <laughs> I know that, like, I, like I've like i been out for a, a pretty long time. I came out in high school, and we graduated college a year ago. <laughs> but I, I continued struggling, like, throughout that time. And I, like, one of the things that I really felt like I was missing was community. And actually, you were one of the first people I came across when I first got TikTok. Yeah. And one of the now. first, yeah, one I of the first, that. like, communities that I sort of fell into was, like, queer female TikTok. Mm-hmm. And 
I, for the first time, like, felt a big sense of that community because, like, they're, like, I knew some other queer women, but honestly, not a ton. And, like, I, like, we're from the theater world and, like, there's a lot of queer people, but for some reason, queer women tend to be a lot quieter about it. Yeah. There's a different attitude towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just, like, wondering what was your experience with, like, finding community and, like, helping to get to build this sense of community yeah for sure I was someone who definitely turned towards like the internet and just like I had a lot of like internet friends growing up and stuff like that and because I just felt like I could be myself with these people like that I met and like so I kind of found community like on Twitter and like on social media and Instagram and started there and then um eventually once you come out like it was easier to find a community like in my area and where I lived, but it took me like a little while to do that because I really had to be confident in like, you know, going to certain places. And there's a lesbian bar in Houston, which is really awesome. And I found a lot of like community there as well. But yeah, just like in the beginning of coming out, I think social media, like people, it's so helpful. And I think people should use that. Like you can find a community and like find people that you really relate to. Yeah, especially TikTok. I feel yeah. like is so, ever since getting it, I feel like it's so nice to see the community on TikTok and like when we post things about like being queer like people will respond to that Mm -hmm. because I agree I think offline it's a lot harder to like visualize what that community looks like especially if you're like just starting to come out and you don't I I don't know or I do know now but when I was coming out I didn't know a lot of queer people that were female right Yeah, it can be hard for sure, like in person. And that's why I always say like social media. And that's why I love what I do, because I feel like I can create that community. And I love that it was like you were able to be a part of it when you first got on TikTok. So, yeah, I think that that's awesome. And there's so many good aspects to to social media. At the beginning of your social media journey, were you ever worried about posting about your sexuality or had any like concerns for yourself? Just like how are people going to respond? Yeah, um, you know, I didn't post about my sexuality a lot before I posted on TikTok about it. Um, and TikTok always felt like, like a little safe space. So yeah, I was worried once it started growing just a little bit. It's always scary. I was super confident by then in my sexuality. Um, but something about it is just always, you know, the fear of people, you know, not accepting you or people leaving rude comments and stuff like that. But it just went back to like loving myself and knowing that like, the people that I was helping was like way more important than the people who were like judging or, you know, all that. So that's like a huge reason why we got into like making a podcast because we feel like, or we've just seen that there's so many like influencer podcasts, but a lot of them are from like a very heterosexual lens. Yeah. Um, and so while like we don't like always talk about being queer on the podcast, like that coats our experiences. Right. So, um, it's like, we just want to like have that like underneath the surface. hundred percent. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because people can just relate to that. Like I, I was listening to your last episode with the, where you were talking about your queerness and all of that. And yeah. I agree. Like all the things you were saying, I was just like, yeah, I was like in my car. I was like, yes. I was like, this makes so much sense. Yes. I was just like, cause you do like, you listen to all these things and everything is of course, majority so heteronormative and like it's just so hard to relate. So it's really refreshing to have like, you know, just like a, just people you can look up to who are queer, but like, also like, I think you guys were saying like, it's not what you talk about the entire time, 
but the things that you yeah. say like I can re- like people who are like in the community can relate and like you don't feel so excluded which is really nice very refreshing yeah thank you yeah I feel that I I think because that's how I felt growing up like you know I had these experiences very young so I felt like it was always you know in me and then but I just had felt like no one else you know yeah, felt yeah. the same way or especially like being sort of girly again like these stupid right. stereotypes like sort of take over and you're like am I even like queer enough to like actually be right. yeah. <laughs> just so stupid coming out of my mouth I'm like oh my god but it's the truth it's just this weird thing with like appearance and sexuality and like I'm excited that like it seems like as a society we're like getting more away from that like that sexuality has a look because it's it doesn't i know it's also crazy how much it's changed in our lifetime i mean like it's crazy to think about like gay marriage became legal when i was yeah. in high school i believe which like yeah. really isn't not that at all. long ago i mean it was legal in a lot of states yeah. before that but it didn't become nationally legal until like 10 years ago I remember where I was when that happened and like I wasn't even out or anything really to myself even and I was I remember like I cried a little I was just like so happy and I was like I'm such an ally but turns out no. (laughs) (laughs) we've definitely come a long way we just still have a ways to go I know and so you have a partner right now what is her name again I think it's Rachel question mark yeah Rachel (laughs) Rachel yes I was like I think I have it right but just in case and so wait you guys met on TikTok Can you give us a little rundown of your story with how you met? Yeah, so TikTok has really, like, helped me with a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) She kept hearing from people, like, there's, like, a lot of lesbians on TikTok. So she was like, all right, I'm going to go, like, check this out. So she said she was just kind of scrolling through TikTok and then I popped up. And she was like, I don't know why, but I just, like, immediately was like, I want to talk to her. Like, I... I need to talk to her. So she, like, went to my Instagram and DM'd me. And I still remember she DM'd me, like... I think she said like what's up girl and I was like ew <laughs> not even cute <laughs> <laughs> it's but it was like quarantine so I was like replying to like I, I was just like this is fun like I want to talk to people like I'm so bored in my house like, so we ended up yeah talking from there and I think it was like two weeks into talking and we were doing like facetiming and stuff like that and it was just like a connection right away just like we're just like so cheesy but I was just like when you know you know and I was like I am already obsessed with this person and so like two weeks in she was just like I'm gonna fly to Houston I was like great come to Houston and I was like okay she could be a crazy serial killer but no (laughs) Um, so she ended up coming and the rest is history we've been together almost two years now yeah, wow. so shout out to TikTok. It's super random, but... TikTok is, like, making things happen for people in all types of ways. <laughs> I still remember being shocked how quickly TikTok figured out I was gay. I was like, I don't know what I did in this algorithm that made you put it together so quickly, but it really did. My For You page immediately was just, like, all these lesbians, and I was like, okay, thank you, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok knows. And y'all were long distance for a little bit. How did... How do you all get through that? Like any advice, tips? I was long distance. Oh God, it's awful. It's so hard. It. That was my first long distance experience. It's so and I think we always did like um, like Zoom or FaceTime like sleepovers. So we would like keep the camera on all night and like go to bed together and like wake up together on yeah. Zoom. And that was always really cute. And then I would say just like every trip that we had before we like 
went our separate ways, we would plan the next one and like, you know, book it if we could. If not, we would have it like set like the schedule and like know like this is when we're going to see each other again because if not, it's just like so heartbreaking. I'm like, okay, bye. I don't know when I'm going to see you. So just like having that planned is always super helpful in long distance, but I'm so glad we are not long distance anymore because it's so hard. It's just hard. You think it could be, it would be like the idea of it because you hear people do it. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, I could definitely do it. And then you're in it and it's just like. Yeah, you drop them off at the airport and you're like sobbing for three days and you're like, oh, okay. It's hard. hard. It's hard. When did y'all make the choice to, do you guys live together now? How did you make that choice? We were long distance, I want to say for like four or five months. And my girlfriend was kind of just like with everything going on with the pandemic, she was in between jobs. The house she was living in, the owner decided to sell. So she was kind of like in between places as well. She was living in New Orleans for a little bit. And then after that, I was kind of just like, do you want to come like to Houston and live with me? And she was down and yeah, we moved in then, like, didn't even really think it, like, I was just like, this feels right, like, I'm gonna do it, like, we should be living together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how that happened, and yeah, I've been living together ever since, and just felt right. Yeah. That's awesome. Is this your first, like, relationship with a woman, like, out, or have you had relationships in the past? I've had relationships in the past. I had one long-term relationship, and then a few, like, small things, and then... Rachel is my second, like, really long-term relationship. Yeah, that first relationship, like, bringing it to your family and friends, how was that experience for you? You know, it was just, like, a really good learning experience and definitely scary. It can be nerve-wracking, but it was just a great way to, like, open the door and, like, you know, like, just to, like, be more confident in myself. And it was it was um, a learning experience for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, relationships are definitely hard. That one was not the best. So learned a lot. We grew from it. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like like the first relationship that you have, like coming to your family, is like such an interesting, like like I don't want to say experiment, yes. but like time, because. This is like their first kind of time. Well, had your brother come to your parents like with a partner before? No, he hadn't. So I was the first one to be like in a committed like a relationship. So I was the first one to like bring a partner around. So, you know, he handled the coming out for me and then I handled that for him. (laughs) Right. So, you know, we shared. Um, But yeah, so I was the first one to bring a partner around. So it was just like kind of just getting comfortable like being together around my family and like you know as time went on it got easier and like now with my relationship now we're just like a hundred percent completely ourselves like don't hold back like not worried but yeah it's just kind of easing in and like testing the waters and seeing how people are gonna like react and like how people feel yeah I feel like your number one tip is like coming into your confidence because I feel like that coats like so much of your experience yes it does for sure it's just like I don't know just like it's once you're confident in yourself and you just like love yourself first and love yourself enough to like the opinion of anybody else just like does not matter which is like obviously like I have highs and lows and like some days it's just like you know everything affects me but like those days when I'm super confident and like just like know who I am and I'm not gonna take anything from anybody like it's just so helpful and and just like having that yeah just that respect for yourself to where like the opinions of everybody else just like does not matter yeah and do you feel like 
like through finding your, I mean, whether it's your sexuality or just like who you are as a person has really like helped you come into your confidence? For sure. Yeah. I would say I was not confident whatsoever until, I mean, I was confident in certain ways, but like I really learned true confidence once I like came out and was like, just being like a hundred percent like my authentic self. It was just a whole new level of like feeling confident. Yeah. I love that. I couldn't agree more. I feel like the experiences I've had, I feel like we've had too. Like once you're expressing the things that you really want inside, but have been maybe scared to, whether it's sexuality or I know for me too, it's been like some stuff with social media and putting myself out there. But once you're going for it, you truly are like living who you really are. Right, for sure. And of course, like, you know, we all have bad days. Yeah. uh, Just so, that's why I always just say like, you know, it takes time and it's, it's not something so easy where you just flip a switch and you're like, okay, I love myself now. Like it's, it can be a lot of work depending on where you are in your journey, but it's just so like refreshing. And it's just such a, like, just an amazing experience to like be confident in who you are. Yeah. And you're where you're at, like right Mm -hmm. now in your life, do you feel like you're in a good space, like with your self-love and confidence? Yes. I feel like I've never felt better. Like I just, everything in my life right now is like, you know, even when it's not, when things aren't going well or how they're supposed to be, like, I'm just so like, yeah, I just feel like I always have the best intentions and I always like am being true to myself. So if something doesn't go the way that I plan, like, that's okay. We'll, we'll try again. And yeah, I feel like I've never felt yeah. more confident than I do right now, which is really awesome. That is awesome. So our last question yeah. before we let you go was we ask everybody, everybody this that we bring on the podcast. Have you had a clueless moment recently that you could okay. share with us? Okay. I just sold my car and couldn't tell you how I even did it no like I walked in there and like was just like going from place to place trying to like get offers on it and like people would ask me questions I'm like I don't know anything about anything that was my clueless moment this week was just like figuring out how you sell a car and like I forgot the title like I forgot (laughs) to bring it which is like the most important thing you're supposed to have so I was like I'll be back tomorrow with the title so that was my clueless moment I would say it was just like adulting I'm like, I'm always clueless when it comes to adulting. <laughs> Literally same. I'm like, why are there so many things that I don't know? And obviously it's because like you've, I mean, for at least me, I've been in school like for every year of my yeah. life until this point. So it's like, now's your time. You're going to figure all the adulting out. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast yeah. today. We really appreciate it. It's been so great talking to you, getting to know you. Thank you so much for having me. I seriously love what you guys are doing. Just like keep it up because it's so awesome to have that representation and you know, people who are so open about mental health and everything like that. So I've been listening and I love it. And thank you so much for having me. Okay. Thank you y'all for joining us for this week. And I hope you enjoyed that interview. It was really fun for us to do. Yes. It was so great to talk to her again. My biggest takeaway is like confidence and be gay. Be gay, confidence, self-love. She has such a great journey, and I think she spreads such great positive vibes. Work, 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 work. So do not forget to come back next week to listen to see who our next podcast guest is. We should be announcing our lineup for Pride Month on our TikTok, which you should definitely go follow. It's completely F-C-K-I-N-G, clueless. So we'll probably announce the next podcast guest before 
this episode even goes up. So yeah, go follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Instagram at completely fucking clueless. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, follow, review. It really helps us. And it also makes us smile. Yeah. Which is an added bonus. You'd be making our days really great. I need all the serotonin I can get, folks. <laughs> Give Audrey serotonin. Yeah. Do you want me to be depressed? <laughs> okay. Wow. I'm being such a bully in these outros recently. <laughs> bully, bully. No, you're not a bully. Anyways, thank you all so, so much again for tuning in. It means so much to us that people listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. So have a great rest of your Tuesday. Have a great week. Go be a feral girl. Go be fearless. And don't forget to be clueless. And tell me whether or not I should text this guy back. Yes. Don't forget to look at, look at our Instagram. I can believe I can do it. TikTok. I can believe I can do it. Bye. 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 Bye.